0: Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Links, Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Oh, look, it's the best part of the whole day. All rolled into one little 30-minute package.
1: When you get to sit next to me. It is Food Bites with Sarah Patterson <laughs> and
0: Kevin Hillier.
1: <laughs> Sure. Wonderful to be in your esteemed company. And yours. I haven't seen you all day. And
0: those of our guests that we have today and uh, and also, and we want to say uh, just we welcome your suggestions and your thoughts on our uh, all our social media. But sure. uh, the interaction we've been getting, uh, particularly with the food poll this week, is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. It's a we good have, topic. We have so many. We just can't get through them all. We'll do our best to get as many of them uh, on, And we, but we do thank you for your... We uh, like
1: being able to say that, that we yeah. have so many.
0: No, it's terrific. Uh, and also, of course, thanks to our terrific sponsor, as cheese links. Cheese is life.
1: And life is cheese.
0: And that's exactly it. And it's of-
1: much easier to make than you might think.
0: Yes, and and you start from scratch with all the uh, all the goods and ingredients and the
1: uh, utensils and bits and pieces. Yeah, Janet, that Janet gives you. Janet can sort you out with any equipment uh, you need. Just get <laughs> Janet in touch. Janet can with sort you Janet. out. she yeah, sort. sort you out. You're just a <laughs> troublemaker. If you go to a workshop.
0: <laughs> don't you, worry, Janet? Will all sort you out? You are out. what
1: you are. What is called a stirrer, <laughs> uh, literally.
0: You have one of those little hats on it. Just sorry. Oh, it
1: suits instantly you brings everybody
0: down to uh, to the same level. Cheers links.com.au com. dot is the uh, is the website, all the social media platforms, and that very old fashioned funny thing that it is, what? That, that phone thing. You pick it up, <laughs> you talk on one end, on the other end. Oh God, it's <laughs> Janet. Five two eight two one nine eight four. That's the number. Zero three as that.
1: outside of Melbourne. Yep.
0: Five two eight two one nine eight four. Guess this week is a beauty. Uh, yeah. Has a passion for a, a, a thing that I share a passion, and that's mental health. Yeah. Um, and he's actually founded an organisation which you'll tell us all about called Gotcha for Life. Uh, the website is Gotcha for Life with the four as a, uh, the number four uh, dot org. Uh, his name is Gus Warland. He's a radio and television broadcaster. Yep. He's a cricket tragic.
1: We all have something in common. Actually, we all did. We all did triple M breakfast, which we we'll talk did. to him about. We <laughs>
0: did, and uh, I'll I'll just rephrase that. He's a cricket nothing. Actually, he's not a
1: tragic. Just a
0: cricket controversial. Nuffy. Oh, he is. He loves it to death. He's Hugh Jackman's mate, uh, and he's a he's a really good bloke, and uh, his yes. heart's in the right place, and his stomach's in the same place as mine is. So let's <laughs> uh, let's talk to him now. Gus Walland, our guest on Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. Thanks to Cheese Links. You're listening to Food Bites with
2: Sarah. Patterson and Kevin Hillier.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on the Food Bites podcast. A pleasure to have you, Gus.
2: It's a pleasure to be here. Um, One of my favourite subjects in the world, food, so it's an easy (laughs) one.
1: (laughs) That's good. You're our perfect person then. But uh, Gus, I was just saying to Kevin before we started, for once uh, Melbourne is not the place in lockdown, the rest of Australia is. Where do we find you at the moment?
2: Yeah, I'm in New South Wales. I'm on the northern beaches of Sydney, so we've been in lockdown now for I think this is day three and You know, I I suppose it's even more difficult this one because we thought we were through it. It's always a bit harder when something comes and gets you when you you think you're done and dusted. So that's a difficult one. But uh, I've got my kids with me. Um, A friend of mine uh, was here before lockdown, so we've got him here with us as well. So you know, plenty of opportunities to actually do some decent cooking. We've got this. You'd you'd be very impressed with me, guys. We've got one of these sort of um, campfires and. We've been experimenting with it. The first night didn't go well. We couldn't get the plate hot enough, but we are absolutely nailed it now. So after a couple of trips to Bunnings and the supermarket, we are stocked up and ready to go and even had marshmallows last night. So we're, oh, cool. we're doing as much as we can to sort of, you know, get into the groove of doing something a bit different.
1: That sounds wonderful. So is that like a fire pit type situation?
2: Exactly. A fire pit and then you put this sort of um, – Thing over the top, which the, the plate just couldn't get, quite get hot enough on the first night, so I had to chuck it on the Barbie. But last night it worked to treat, and then we put like these um, pita breads down as well, and then we mm-hmm. cut up the steaks and then put the pita bread with some avocado and some onion and some tomato um, and sort of wrapped them all together and sat around the campfire. It was, had a couple of beers and some wine, it was. It's so lovely to do that. Now you're
1: just just showing off, (laughs) Warland.
2: Settle there, Sorry, mate. I'm I'm gone too early, but I'm excited because just having my my teenage kids all around me is pretty awesome because in non-lockdown, they're always busy and university and and so forth, it's lovely just to capture them for, for a couple of weeks.
1: And I think you've hit the nail on the head. That is the positive thing about lockdown, isn't it, Gus? It does um, bring family uh, together, whether they like it or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I said, capture's the right word, Sarah. I've actually literally,
2: <laughs> literally captured them because they can't go anywhere else. So, yeah, we're very lucky. Behind me now, they're organising to go for a run together. And I cannot remember the last time that all three of my kids would have said, We're going for a run. Yeah. But because of this, these circumstances, they're Slowing down and stopping enough to go, you know what? You're not just my brother and sister, you're actually someone half tea, so we all need to work out, so let's do it together. So that's that's the one positive that's come out of it so far. That's
1: so cool. how do you rate yourself as a cook in general?
2: <laughs> um, I do I make an excellent cup of tea. <laughs> um, I make toast and tea really well. My wife will say that I'm right on right on um, on point with that. I go for an apricot jam, she likes She's English, so she likes the old English marmalade with all those thick bits and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I need to do two, two, two different types of uh, knives to make sure I don't mix the apricot with the with the marmalade. And I'm good with that. I'm good at a stag bowl. I'm mm-hmm. good at scrambled eggs and brekkie. is pretty much my thing. You know, I get the avocado, the crispy bacon. I get the little cherry tomatoes. Um, I do a decent scrambled egg. So I'm, I'm your man in the morning. Beautiful. That's the way to go. <laughs>
0: That's what. What about the barbecue? The barbecue, obviously, the campfire barbecue. So you're obviously pretty good at that as well.
2: Well, that, that, you know, I've got better over the years because it used to be just the way I, I I have well done meat, and my kids just had to have the same thing when I was growing up. But now they're twenty 21, 20, and eighteen. They're like, no, no, I want a medium rare. And one of my son one of my daughter's boyfriends, wants it blue. Ugh. So. You know, now I have to really time it out. And mine goes on 20 minutes later, his goes on just for a 10 seconds just to seal it both sides. So I'm getting better at making <laughs> sure that I get the meat the way that the kids actually want to eat it. And then my daughter's a veggie now. So now we have a, a separate part where she gets some salmon or something like that. So it's getting a bit more tricky. But yeah, mm-hmm. Barbie's is obviously something that you grow up with. And, you know, I've been told that I'd do a half decent one.
1: Gus, you've um talked quite openly about your uh, your weight loss journey um recently, and uh, talked about diet and and so forth. How's that side of life been going?
2: Yeah, look for so the I, I finished off on breakfast radio nearly 150 kegs. I'm 118 now, so I'm
1: wow. 32 down.
2: But I'm I'm still a working work in progress. You know, I still really struggle with it. I'm a very emotional eater, mm. and I find you know once I get emotional, especially with the work I'm doing in conscious my life, it really is emotional, but I struggle with it at times, and I can just sort of go, "God, I've had three really bad days back to back. What am I doing? I just need to get back on track, you know." So I'm getting better at doing that, but yeah, it's a it's it's, it's the thing that I've struggled with all my life. To be honest with you, I've I've lost 30 or 40 kilos three or four times um, mm. since I was sort of mid 20s. So that's just not very good. But my, my wife said, oh, "We've been together nearly 30 years." She said, "Look, it's not the it's not the looks. It's not." That you know, when you rip your top off at the beach, mm. it's, it's just now we're in our fifties. You know, it's just making sure you're healthy. You know, I just don't want to lose you to something that you can, uh, you know, try to help yourself by not having extra kilos on board. So I'm, am getting there. Um, I love pastries. I love mm. sweets. I'm a sweet tooth. I love <laughs> if I drive past the bakery, I put a kilo on. I'm <laughs> just those treats, so I, I struggle with it, but. um I suppose once you've realised that, you just got to keep yourself on track the best you can but not try to be too hard on myself as well because you've got to, you've got to enjoy the things that are, that are yummy and I find most things yummy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You've got, you've got to
1: live life. But it's funny, Gus, you mentioned breakfast radio and I think you, myself and Kevin, all have one thing in common is that we did... Triple M breakfast for many years and we all know um, how much that can impact not just your uh, physical health but your mental health. It really knocks you around, doesn't it, in terms of uh, food choices?
2: Oh, of course, you know, and I was always the chubby one in the group the non-athlete in in, in all the teams that I worked in on Triple M, which meant that I did all the food challenges, you know, Mm. so I was continually sort of put up as that person and I was happy to be that person. I wasn't I, I wasn't bullied into it by any means, I, I enjoyed that sort of role, but yeah, I've made some really poor choices, and 3.30am alarm <laughs> clocks coming home at 10, 10.30, you know, going into drive throughs and so forth was yeah. a common thing for me, plus I was smoking before the first sort of four or five years of, of Brekkie Radio, I was on the so I had four or five of those before we started the show at six o'clock, and a couple of coffees at the same time, it was, yeah, it was out of control there for a while, but... Um, eventually you'll see the doctor and the doctor will go, Mate, if you wanna keep doing this, no worries, but you're not gonna live very long yeah. so you know, that's when you start changing your patterns. But it's really hard, isn't it, guys, as you know, to, to keep up a good way of eating, um, exercising and sleeping when you've got to get up so early and yeah. um that type of job's quite stressful as well when you're waiting for those ratings to come in and yeah, it's,
1: uh, it, you certainly feel under the pump. Yeah, my, my overriding memory, Gus, was uh, getting in over the morning and I would have instant coffee would be the first thing on my mind, but opening the fridge to find there was no milk and you would you would literally oh. scream the joint down, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, was,
2: I was very lucky. So we'd always have some sort of milk. It may not be the milk that I want. I always like sort of milk out of a cow, but there's so many different choices now. I just make it off one of the salespeople, even if it was armoured or something, I'd give it a crack.
0: <laughs> so you're a coffee drinker still or not now that Breakfast Radio isn't part of your regime?
2: Yeah, I, I like a nice cup of tea. So English brekkie cup of tea with, with milk, and I have one sugar. I used to have four sugars, so I'm cutting down on that. I can't quite get myself across the line to a zero sugar at the moment, but... I'm working on that, but no, I'm a tea man now and um, if there's a nice coffee going, like a short black or a macchiata or something like that, I'll have that at a restaurant perhaps after a meal, but on a daily basis, I'm a tea guy. Do
1: you like a, an alcoholic, Bevy?
2: Oh, yeah, been been known to, um, to enjoy that. I'm, I'm actually um, a sort of Pinot Noir white red wine drinker. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a few beers and scotch is probably my favourite, so I don't – Away from those three things too often, but one thing I have been enjoying, uh, Kevin's there over the last couple of weeks, is, is some of this non-alcoholic beer. Um, apparently, it's making a huge statement in the in the industry. So I thought I'd give it a crack, and I've really been enjoying it. So that's probably a um, you know a step in the right direction too, because if you can find one like I've done that that tastes like beer, but you know it doesn't have the calories and doesn't affect you as much, I um, that can only be a good thing.
0: Yep. Couldn't agree more. I've go up the grog about five years ago and uh, drink non-alcoholic wine and the odd non-alcoholic beer. And actually, you're right. When you find one or two that you like, it's it's good stuff and doesn't go on the belly and uh, doesn't cloud the mind. It's uh, the perfect remedy.
2: So, Kev, why did you why did you decide to give up the grog? Because I liked it too much. <laughs> Right, <laughs> simple
0: as that. It was just it was becoming more of a habit than a joy, and uh, once that once that enters your life, I reckon you've got to you got to make a, a, a decision either way. And it, uh, obviously, well, you know, that, I'm that at that age cool. too. Like you know, I'm, I'm in my sixties now, and uh, you just have to make a, a decision about what
2: you want to do. Yeah, no, good on you, and good on you for sticking with it, mate. Because that's
0: not easy. No, no, it's, it had moments, but for the most part, i uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, on that, and on, and while we're talking seriously, I want to talk to you about uh, Gotcha for Life because. Really noble cause, but a really important cause, and one that uh, I'll tell you with all these lockdowns and stuff, I think it's going to become even more important.
2: Yeah, you know, look, I, I agree. I just had, was lucky enough to have a chat on the morning show on 7 with Larry, and it was like, okay, there's so many people going through some stuff at the moment. What are some real simple tips that we can do in a few minutes of morning TV to sort of get some basic points across? And for me, it's sort of don't worry alone. So if you just put down the mantra of, don't worry alone. Then you're going to talk to someone about how you're feeling. And at the moment, we've got way too many boys, girls, men and women, everyone in between that just worry alone too much. They're worried about what other people think about them. They're used to putting on a mask and just getting on with it. It doesn't mean that you have to burst into tears every five minutes or you have to have a deep meaningful conversation every time you talk. But what it does mean is you do find that one person who has got you for life, that you can have that conversation with Watson or without any that's and that's the most important thing. We are so much better, like your podcast guys, Kevin and Sarah. To get you're better together than you are singly. You're we're better in families, tribes, crews, teams, whatever you want to call it. So we're isolating ourselves a little bit too much at the moment. So even though we're physically isolated. anyone that you love, worry alone. And that means that you might have to be a bit vulnerable, you might have to be the one that starts the conversation, but we should be doing that. So what Gotcha for Life does is work with people on anything that works around the prevention of suicide because we're losing 11 people a day every day in this country. It's the number one way to die if you're an Australian male. There's 70,000 attempts of suicide a year. That's one every 28 seconds. So, you know, if we think we've nailed it, if we think we've got the answers, we haven't. So we have to do as much as we can to make sure we look after the people that we love. And that's what Gotcha for Life was set up about after I did the Man Up show on the ABC and I'm dedicating the rest of my life to it.
1: Gus, do you reckon when we're talking about the importance of having conversations, do you reckon we're not picking the phone up enough and actually physically Uh, talking to uh, one another rather than sending messages back and forth? Do you think we're sort of a bit uh, disconnected the way technology is now?
2: I reckon we've never been more connected, Sarah. But you're right; we don't use the phone much anymore. It's more about texting, and perhaps there's a bit of FaceTiming going on, and there's, um, you know, there's a whole lot of apps out there that the kids use that you and I would not ever even know about. We didn't know we're like, What's that about. Like my kids are <laughs> telling me all the time how they're communicating. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. So what we have to do is we have to somehow communicate in whatever way makes you feel comfortable. That's the most important thing because at the moment. You know, I believe too many people aren't communicating at all. So if we're just having some way of communicating with someone and letting them know how you truly really feel, that's the key. It's what we're talking about rather than the actual, mm. um, if we are talking or not. We've got to talk about stuff that's important. We've got to get away from banter, at least for a couple of minutes here and there with that one person so you don't worry alone. That's what I'm talking about. But you're right, we've lost that skill of communication, looking people in the eye and mm. so forth. But the young people just do it differently. You know, yeah. I, I to shake my head sometimes that some <laughs> of the kids that come into my house. and Kids and divide, of today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just like, wow. No, they can't even hold a conversation, but they'll have five or six different devices open and they'll be buzzing mm-hmm. from one thing to another. They're just communicating in a different way now. As long as they're communicating, I'm not judging. I'm just like, you know what? As long as you're talking, as long as you're letting people know how you feel, that'll do me. Uh, but, yeah, we've got a long way to go to, to get that suicide rate down to zero, which is what Gotcha
0: life was set up for. Yeah. No, I think listening is a, a much underrated skill and, uh, and and we don't have to have the answers. We just have to be there to listen to people. You're not necessarily expected to come up with the solution to everyone's problem, but if you can help them get through it, well, then you you've kind of have, in a way.
2: Yeah, that's right. Two ears, one mouth. So we use twice as much as a mouth. But, you know, people like you, Kev, Sarah, and myself, we're all communicating, you know, a second of dead air on recce radio is like, wow, that seems like a lifetime. So we're used to filling the gaps. We're used to trying to be smart ass. We're used to over-talking. So, you know, it's a tough discipline for us to learn to be better listeners. I'm, I went on a listener course last year, and I'm a terrible listener. I'm trying to become better at it. Plus, men as a general There, you'd probably understand this. We try to fix things every time um, some, some problem pops up. We want to fix it before we actually hear what the problem is. So... Yeah, we've got to be better listeners for sure, Kev. Yeah, well,
1: absolutely. Well, talking about good conversations, the best place to have them is around the dinner table, uh, Gus. <laughs> so if you were to uh, invite anyone you liked, dream dinner guests over for a campfire barbie um, and you could you could have anyone, dead or alive, at your dinner table, who would you be inviting?
2: How many
0: can I have? Or I'm just going to have one. <laughs> You're paying for it, Gus. So, so then, you can have as many you as you like.
1: <laughs>
2: Guys, I like to be prepared, and I've heard your stuff before, so I've written a list. Oh, good. (laughs) Okay, so for me, the first one's Don Bradman. If people don't know who Don Bradman is, he's the best cricketer of all time, and I'm an absolute cricket tragic. So I just to have the best cricketer of all time there would be wonderful. He is dead, but I'd love to bring the big fella back. Um, I'd love to have Jennifer Aniston because I just think she's so (laughs) beautiful, and I think she'd just be fantastic company. I think she'd be really a really good laugh, and... Um, My best mate Hugh Jackman uh, knows Jen and says that she's a ripper, so I'm going to invite him along as well (laughs) so she just feels comfortable to sort of hang. Good idea. Um, (laughs) I think so. Um, Elvis, um, he can do a little bit of singing and dancing for us as well and just talk about the most amazing life that he had. Um, Thomas Keller, who I met when Jacko and I went to a restaurant uh, just outside of San Francisco called the French I've ever been to, but Thomas Keller's chef uh, is awesome. And I was, <laughs> her quick story, I was like, God, this food's a bit too posh for me. You know, the, all those little bits, and I'm like, they' not going to fill the tummy. So I spoke to him. I said, Mate, what I really need is a nice cheese on toast and a, and a nice couple of cinnamon donuts for dessert. <laughs> Everyone laughed and stuff because we had this amazing um, menu of beautiful, you know, twelve courses that were coming through during the day. Anyway. The two, next two courses for me were the most poshest cheese on toast you've ever come across. <laughs> and then he delivered these um, mini cinnamon donuts, which was just hilarious to the table with like a candle and a saying he's never done cinnamon donuts at the French Laundry ever before. So I'm going to invite him along to be the chef. And then um, and then a couple of my mates who it. You wouldn't know, just great company. Um, Hendo and Spenny, they can come along and just be uh, – they can wait and then at the end of the meal they can sort of pull up a table and, and a glass of scotch and just can and have a chat with us.
1: Oh, I love that You've put a lot of thought Beautiful. into that. It is a, That is a lovely collection of, of people. It'll be a lovely conversation that night.
2: Beautiful you, You're stuff. so right about the conversation flowing and you know, sometimes you can be really unlucky at a big table. You can find yourself next to the biggest four of all time or someone who just doesn't quite float your boat. But if you get the right table with the right flow and everyone's enjoying themselves and you're not breaking out into those mini conversations. It can be some, the most special um, times, whether the food's good or not, it's the company, I reckon, the most important yeah. thing. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm enjoying these last couple of days with my kids and I'm hoping that these conversations will keep flowing over the next, you know, 10 days of lockdown.
0: I just have a wonderful thing with your dinner party of, uh, of Donald <laughs> Bradman explaining to Elvis and Jennifer Aniston what cricket's all about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> One of the most difficult games to explain in the world. You're absolutely right. There's a there's a tea towel that explains it, and even I got confused reading about the rules of cricket. But you're right. I think I think Don will probably sort of lead the chat early, and then we'll probably tuck him into bed, get him back away, and then we can get on with it.
1: I love it. And just to to wrap up, Gus, we normally ask our guests uh, if they have a uh, kitchen or cooking tip for us. Well, for me, I always
2: put a little bit of cheese, a little bit of milk in my scrambled egg, and I salt and pepper it as it's actually going in rather than on the plate after it's done. So I don't know if that's a true tip or not, but also spring onions with the... Um, cherry tomatoes that I add on the side on the toast. So
1: oh, you can sort of
2: you know combine that together.
1: Oh Beautiful. yeah, fresh. Beautiful. I love it.
2: Winner
0: winner. <laughs> hey Gus, thanks so much for your time, mate. Uh, got you for life. So really, as I mentioned, a really important uh, program, and I hope people do get behind it and do find that person and uh, and have those conversations that we talked about. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Keep up the great thanks, work, Gus.
2: Kevin, Sarah, thank you very much, and best of luck with your podcast. See you later. You
0: are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheeselinks, bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. Gotchaforlife.org. That's that was, the website.
1: That was a really enlightening conversation. Good fella. Yeah. yeah, I also liked um, hearing about his experiences about how breakfast radio can really knock you around mentally and physically. Your body clock just goes all over the shop. And I can identify with... Um, Losing sort of your, your resistance to to try and be disciplined oh, about yeah. things, oh, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of wears away. <laughs> yeah. Well, you lose your will you to up. live
0: as much as anything else, <laughs> and you live for that three or four hours that you do in the morning, uh, doing what it, yeah. whether you do news or the actual program. Um, that's what you live unless for, unless
1: you have um, uh, experienced it yourself. You can't quite understand how it feels to you. Sort of walk around like a, a zombie yep. during the day is the only way I can. Sort you know of the only good part it? about
0: it? you know when I really appreciated breakfast. Or like never before. When you met me. No, well, apart from that, yeah. when I went to uh, when I went overseas for the first time and didn't experience <laughs> jet lag because yeah. I was you permanently pe- jet lagged.
1: Yeah. It worked in your favour. <laughs> it was like, now you know how yeah. I felt for the last 10 years. But thank you, Ju- uh, Gus, for being so yeah. uh, candid and so honest, and we really enjoyed the chat. Yeah.
0: Gotchaforlife.org. That's the website. Find a mate and look after him. Yep. Now... Oh. You'll find a mate here because I'm telling you. This has gone gangbusters. This has gone off.
1: (laughs) Friday food poll pitted uh, two lollies up against each other. What do you call them? Chonks? I call them chonks. okay. Lollies. Lollies. Musk Musk sticks. sticks up against spearmint leaves.
0: Right. Off you go. You lead.
1: Elizabeth says, musk sticks. I scream. Bernie says both. Silvana, both. Can't pick one. Love them both. Andy Blake says, uh, I think musk sticks, but uh, it's a very close contest. Gem Gem, wow. I hate mint leaves. <laughs> musk sticks all the way. Karen Young, <laughs> musk sticks. I have known to consume an entire packet in one sitting.
0: Jenny says both. Sue says musk sticks. It's very hard to say <laughs> musk <laughs> sticks. Can we just can <laughs> who we point that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gary Dodd says both. Terry Daniel says tough one. We'll Ooh, vote yeah. for the musk sticks today. Rachel says both. Glenn Rodder says spearmint leaves. Pato, musk <laughs> sticks are too dry for me. Oh. Interesting comment.
1: Yes, yeah, Sue Hosking says neither. Len, spearmint leaves. Kay, spearmint leaves. Monique, too hard to choose. Charlene, love both equally. Lisa, I'm a swinger. Ooh. Ooh, oh, and I oh. could eat either. <laughs> Rob Elliott says, Musk sticks by a country mile.
0: Nicole says, can't choose, won't choose. Mm. James says, spearmint leaves 100%. Roz says, neither. (laughs) Michelle says, neither. Sue says, pass. Uh, Fran says, when I was younger, mint
1: leaves. Cherie Dodson, musk sticks for me. Glenn Driscoll, muskies. (laughs) Sylvana, yes, I think she said this was a hard one, but uh, she's not going to choose. Rob Westwood, my mate. Mint leaves.
0: The world's S- most famous real estate agent now.
1: Stephen Steven says, uh, as a child, musk stickies as an adult, spearmint leaves. Terry uh, says, I am a spearmint kind of guy.
0: That sounds like a pickup line at a bar. Hi, I'm a spearmint kind of guy. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Artie Hi. says, look, spearmint leaves bring up good memories. First week I was in school in Shepparton after migrating at the age of 11, walking with my classmates, obviously into class, mm. the Dainton twins – were there and one of them offered me a bag and said, what, what a, a lolly. lolly. And you guessed it, it was spearmint <laughs> leaves. The Dayton Twins are now doing 20 years in jail. Jo- no, oh, they're hi, not.
1: Hi.
0: Uh Davin yeah. says. No, it's Davin. Davin, sorry, Davin. Apologies. Davin says, mint leaves for me. Cool. Uh Tina says, musk sticks. Deb Murphy says, just back from a lovely girl's getaway to Port Ferry and bought these. <laughs> yeah. And what they were yeah. were the Chocolatier Cocoa Treasure musk sticks. So they were musk. Sticks they covered in chocolate. In. They can.
1: were very, they were very fancy schmancy. And
0: then Deb uh, qualifies that after by saying, "I like both," and I think she yeah. means spearmint leaves and musks.
1: Muriel sticks. Cooper, hard choice. I love them both. Have to go with mint leaves though. Angie, both. Joe, spearmint by the margin of the uh, twenty nineteen grand final. And he's a doctor. Yeah, Darren Berry. Yep. Shame no false teeth in the picture. Well, there. Good n- Chuck. (laughs) Minute now, anyway. But Spearmint leaves me. Those were the days. Thumbs up. Kate Stevenson. Oh, God, you've broken me. (laughs) I actually can't choose. Woman struggling. Christina, I feel insulted on behalf of spearmint leaves that you had to ask. Hi, hi. <laughs> Frio Harbour Master, musk sticks marinated in a bottle of vodka overnight. Thank you. Oh, my Lord. And Rosemary Walton, musk sticks sucked and twirled to a point you can poke your bestie with it before demolishing it. I love it. And do you remember when, when you used to get a good value for 20 cents, a 20 cents bag mm. full of mixed chunks?
0: Yeah, lollies, yeah.
1: And when they handed over the white or, you know, brown paper bag, there was a musk stick Sticking peeking the out the yep. top. And it was the promise of what was inside. Yep.
0: And inside was a banana and a false teeth. And a, yeah, at, no, the pool, right.
1: at the pool kiosk. Yep.
0: yep, absolutely. Both. Both is the winner of that poll, what? believe it or not. Yeah, both is the winner well, of that poll. Blind ball, really? Uh, well, it was. Uh, the, the stats, go back and count them yourself. Uh, but the stats are that both. It, well, it,
1: I have uh, to say, whoever picked that... ...is a genius.
0: I am a spearmint leaves every day of the week.
1: See, I'm a musk girl every day of the week. I wouldn't go near your spearmint leaves.
0: I reckon Janet is a... Spearmint Leaves Girl, but we'll find you out. You don't know. 52821984 is the number. Ring Janet and ask her. Don't worry about the cheese Janet would cheese like
1: stuff. musk stick. I know. Janet,
0: are you a Spearmint Leaves or musk, musk stick? <laughs> <laughs> um, cheese Links is uh, the people you should be talking to if you want to make cheese. Mm. If you want to. Why, what would possess you to get a musk stick and put it in a bottle of vodka and marinate it overnight?
1: Um, because it's a cocktail that's uh, that's um, on trend at the moment. <laughs> oh, seriously? You know, you can't it's a very how many, pretty colour. You can't
0: believe how many people commented on that,
1: mm. uh,
0: either as in, oh, I remember doing well, that, or do that at- <laughs> I think I might do we that We might this do weekend. that as a
1: separate uh, food poll topic one day.
0: Cheeselinks.com.au. What what have you stuck lollies in to make them more? No,
1: mm-hmm. the cocktail. Oh, it's very okay. pretty. It's bright pink.
0: Uh, 52821084, all the social media platforms, and, of course, the website, cheeselinks.com.au.
1: Yeah, hey, that that's, was fun.
0: That's another uh, Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. Till the next time. I can't Eat wait. heartily, eat lots, and <laughs> We those spearmint leaves. I want some. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips, and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheeselinks, bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at
2: cheeselinks.com.au.